19 children and two teachers victims in one of the worst massacres in recent U.S. history. Like there were there were douchebags at my high school, but they weren't even nearly as overt as like yeah they weren't caricatures, you know. Like they were just right. ah. well, you were also like what five ten by sixth grade. No, I dude, I was four eleven in eighth grade. Oh shit! And then by the end of ninth grade, I was five nine. That's like crazy, because I was picked on my whole life. And then senior year, or senior year, freshman year, yeah, I went from like 4'11 to like 5'6, five, 5'7. Five, and then, because he saw me walking with Tracy Hart. And then, so he pushed me, and I, it was like September, so everything was still kind of rainy or whatever. Mm. And I fell into like one of those sprinkler puddles, or, you know, where the sprinkler oh, head is, yeah. it's full yeah. of mud. Or and I got mad, I stood up. And when I stood up in my head, I'm like, I can, I can see, see the, the top, top of this, this dude's, dude's head. head. And then, <laughs> That was my first like fight, and that's when I kind fight, of was like, fight, oh, um, fight. yeah, that's what happened. And then basically, um, people were saying, "Fight, fight, fight!" Oh, here comes the counselor, or whatever. And that's when I ran away, and <laughs> then I ran into just a random fucking classroom that was open, but it ended up being the theater green room, and all the thespians were just there chilling out with the, with the theater teacher. And I'm like, uh, "Hey, uh, guys!" And then <laughs> that's when I met all my friends in high school. That that's why I was Jeez. in theater. For all those years, because I was running away from a fight from where I beat the shit out of John. <laughs> but no one ever shot up our goddamn school. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to talk about the gun violence and, and um, kind of wanted to get your guys' feelings on where you were when you heard it, what you thought when you when you um, read about it or, or watched what happened, um, and your thoughts about just kind of your gut reactions. Uh, you, Lindsay... Being like the the person who was in school the most recent <laughs> from all of us by far, <laughs> yeah. And then Ken as a dad of two kids. Well, um, my initial gut reaction was, of course, it it's so common that it, it's almost just like okay, here's the school shooting season. Yeah, you know, like it, it's so frequent. Um, you posted a number the other day on how many shootings we've had since that really bad one that you, you were mentioned. I forgot what it was called. The um, Sandy Hook one? Yeah, the Sandy Hook one. You're like, never again. That was the statements back then. And you listed a number of how many there's been mass shootings since then. Uh, yeah, it was after Sandy Hook, we said never again. And then we let 3,865 mass shootings happen. Right. Jesus. My initial reaction was desensitized to it because it's just like, here, here we go again. You know, it's not so surprising because it's so frequent it's horrifying and terrible especially being a father of two children um you know I, I didn't really look too much into it initially because a lot of stuff happens all the time um it's just another one of those things that i mean where do you even begin to to, to enforce any of this or or who to put blame on or any of that 
Um, and it's a vicious cycle too. It's like, oh no, NRA, NRA uh, gun laws. No, it's video games. No, it's violence in movies and blah, 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 blah. You know, just everyone pointing fingers. Um, it's just chaos to me. Whenever I try to even look at any of this stuff, it's it's just chaos. You don't even know where to even start to unravel any of it, to be honest. And I have my own, not personal experience, but I was involved with a uh, memorial building. Not a building, but um, there was these two obelisks that were commissioned to my brother-in-law. He's a mosaic artist, and they commissioned him to do a mural um, for two of the kids that were in this mass shooting in Santa Clarita High School. Uh, I think it was in 2017 is when it happened. Um, same thing. Um, disturbed kid. Got a hold of a gun, went to school, shot some people up, and killed himself. Holy shit. Yeah, two of the kids that were involved, um, their parents wanted to create a mural, and they got with the city. And now uh, I helped with the designs of them. It's terrible because when they give you, you know, basically their life, what they want to represent, it's so sad to, like, go through these images of them and their likes and what they were doing at the time and their favorite TV show. I mean, their favorite snack food. Um, it just puts it more into perspective of like, yeah, those are lives. They're, they're, they're gone now because why? No reason, really. It, it's just another event in the chaos of that's happening with all of this. So I just remember looking through all of these photos for this, um, these two kids and it's just, it's just so sad. So when I when I hear about this most recent one, I, I kind of pull myself away from it because I can definitely put myself there um, emotionally. Um, because when you pull from source material like that, you kind of put yourself in that position of, of the parents and what they want to see uh, basically immortalized for their own kids and what you would do for your own kid honestly, to kind of put yourself in that position. Mm -hmm. I, I try not to pay too much attention to it, as horrible as that sounds, but bad things happen all the time, and there's no control of it, so I, I try not to worry about that type of stuff, but it's terrible. I, um, I honestly can't remember where I was, but I think it was on social media, though, that I first heard about it. Um, and yeah, I think it kind of like Ken, I just try to, um, I think I'm so desensitized to it because there's been so many, and I think like, as sad as it is when it does happen, it's like, oh, like another one, you know, and I think because it it hasn't happened to me personally, or, you know, I wasn't there, or in, in this case it was in Texas, so I don't live in Texas. I think all those factors kind of, um, you know, they don't hit me as personally because of all those things. But, I mean, obviously, it's still sad nonetheless <clears throat> um, and disheartening. And I think because so, so many of them have happened, I think, you know, that's why me and probably a lot of other people desensitized and, like, what you posted, Neil, and it's like, oh, you know, we'll never let another thing happen like this again. But then more, and then, you know, ever since <clears throat> what happened, it's like, you know, people are posting, oh, donate here, donate here, and, like, one, I'm broke and I can't donate anything. But also, too, it's like, what what is money going to do? Like, I'm just going to donate, like, $10 to this organization, but then what happens after that? You know, it's like, and I'm not politically 
church person and you know I, I pretty much live under a rock when it comes to politics and stuff like that so as far as you know gun reform and all that stuff those are all pretty new subjects to me because I don't I don't really pay attention or um, follow up on that kind of stuff so um, it seems like after this shooting a lot of people are um, you know advocating for that which is great but I, I personally haven't like read into all of that you know I personally don't know in place in California for that stuff. Um, I have seen things, you know, on social media, um, like as far as like certain countries where this has happened and they, they put in laws and then like no other shooting slim, I think, like a mass shooting. I think I, I read like Scotland, it happened. Um, a mass shooting happened like in 19 something and then they enacted a, um, you know, more laws um, regulating guns and then ever since then there hasn't been a mass shooting and I think I just saw on social media there's a couple other um, countries that that's happened with and for some reason California and I you know the United States in general just hasn't done that and I think reading that and seeing that on social media it's like it's just crazy because again like this is all I, I don't pay attention or follow up on these kind of things but um, seeing that this time around is really crazy. But yeah, I mean, and then did you guys see, like, <clears throat> I mean, I'm pretty pretty into, like, not into morbid stuff, but, like, the morbid stuff is kind of what, um, and I don't know if you guys, the, the like, morbid kind of stuff, like, right. you know, draws my attention. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw when um, there's, like, a video of this kid explaining Mm-hmm. Like what happened to him in the classroom? Did you guys see? Or I don't know. I I just heard the audio of it. But did you guys hear the audio of that? No. It was like this kid. Obviously, he was a fourth grader, and he was explaining um, how you know they heard the gunshots, and he he was fighting, and he told you know his friends to hide, and he said, "Don't make any noise because you know then the gunman will hear you." And then he says that the cops said, you know, yell if you need help. So then a, a, the couple of his friends yelled that they needed help. And then the gunman like heard them and then shot them. Oh my God. Like, it's not so crazy. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's so heartbreaking to hear that. Like, you know, I don't know where this was, obviously, or like in the classroom or like, you know, where the police were when they yelled it. Cause I've also heard that they, you know, waited for a really long time to enter the school but um it's just crazy to hear that like the kids you know they're they got up from where they were hiding thinking that it was safe because the police like said to yell you know they needed help and then the gunman was like no it was yeah that was just so sad but yeah that's just like one thing i heard but yeah i think the whole the whole thing i've been so desensitized on because so many of it has has happened, and I think that's probably a clear indicator that something needs to change. Did, did you see the one of the guy how he found out how his daughter died oh. when he was helping? How he was helping this other girl who was like just all bloody, and he's like, "Are you okay?" She's like, "Yeah, but my friend got shot and killed." He's like, "Who's your friend?" And then she said the name, and it was like his daughter. Yeah, and I also read something today how. Um, Again, like everything I see is on social media, so I, I haven't had a chance to like fact check it or, you know, whatnot. But I saw this thing um, today on Instagram that this there was a mother 
I guess that like, I don't know if you guys have heard that the police were like keeping parents out of the school, you know, to keep them from running in. And I guess there was this mother that was handcuffed, um, you know, trying to get in and she got out of her handcuffs and got into the school and got her two kids and rescued them and then took them out of the school. The, they were there for like half an hour. The police? Or 30 to 45 minutes. They just stood outside. And they wouldn't go in. I think they were trying to get some of the the, the other children out, but they wouldn't go into the shooter. And then federal agents got there. And they were told that the chief said, don't go in. And the federal agents waited 30 minutes. And then another another half hour passed. They're like, dude, we're just going to go in. Fire us, whatever. And then the federal agents went in. And then... um, took out the the kid but yeah the kid was there for like an hour just murdering it's so weird too because you think that like if anybody is going to go in there for an active shooter it's the cops or federal agent like why would they wait so long like that's literally their job yeah I'm, i'm curious what the response to that is and the fact that parents were like you know, going in. Dude, I would have taken my fucking car and drove through the goddamn fence. Oh, for, and like, for sure. Are you, kidding me? you know, I'd do like... that for Oh my god, yeah. So the kid, he he bought those two rifles legally after his yeah 18th on his eighteenth on his eighteenth birthday he bought two guns. Eighteen, so he can't have alcohol. He can have, and I feel like I mean, obviously, I don't know a lot about guns, but. I feel like I hear what was it AR fifteen? Like I feel like I hear that name a lot. In a, yeah, whenever I'm shooting, the main in all, it's like in ninety nine percent of all of these shootings, going from Columbine to now, the last what I, it's it's just all AR fifteens. It has to do with how the uh, rifle loads the ammo, which is basically automatic. <laughs> so it just like loads it faster and shoots faster. Correct. And there's a lot of um restrictions on in california on owning a, an ar-15 like there was um, a deadline that you were able to re- uh, purchase the receiver um, for those weapons and after that point you have to have like um what's called a a, a bullet button in order to mm-hmm. for, for you to um, release the magazine or the clip so you take a bullet and you push in this button and it, you then you can release your your clip to be able to, to fill it back up with ammo. There's a lot of those um, restrictions on in California that I know of um, preventing things like that. Like you can own the gun, but there's, you know, to make it legal, you have to modify it to make sure it qualifies with these restrictions. That being one of them, um, no full auto, full automatic, things like that. Okay, here it is right here. Days after Texas top officials, including Gover- Governor Greg Abbott, praised how the police handled the shooting that left 19 children and two teachers dead at an elementary school, the state's top law enforcement official admitted Friday that officers made key errors when responding to the shooting. These are the good guys with guns, by the way. Police officers did not act sooner to stop the 18-year-old gunman rampaging at Robb Elementary School because the school district's chief of police wanted to wait for backup, said Steve McCraw, director for Texas Department of Public Safety. Meanwhile, students were still trapped inside with a gunman repeatedly calling 911 for help. By the time a specialized team of federal officers and agents arrived and entered the school, they had to get keys from a janitor to open the locked classroom doors. Over an hour had passed since the shooter had arrived at the school. 
that was a mistake. From the benefit of hindsight where I'm sitting now, of course it was not the right decision, Macross said. It was the wrong decision. There's no excuse for that. When it comes to an active shooter, you don't have to wait on tactical gear, plain and simple. Yeah. Like, you wait... You waited an hour, and then federal agents came, and you told them to hold on. But, like, you had, like, a team of police officers pushing parents away. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I heard that they like kept parents from going in and they were mm-hmm. like arresting them or you know like handcuffing them all this stuff i'm like what the heck like how are you so focused on the parents i, I mean obviously yes i'm sure that's part of your job to do that but only if you're also responding to the situation like you can't just focus fully on the parents and like while yeah. something's happening Dude, imagine can't imagine your kid is is there right going to school and then just pop 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 gunshot gunshot gunshots and you hear that and then you get there and you see no one going in for like an hour and but you're hearing gunshots going off and probably kids screaming yeah something. kids are screaming kids are coming out bl- bloody and you just see a whole bunch of cops outside the gate stopping you from going in but no one's going in but you're hearing gunfire and screaming yeah. like and knowing your kids in there no yeah, I would have driven my. Oh yeah, I'm finding a way in. It's, it's, that's all there yeah. is to it. I wonder yeah. if people would have responded more more strongly if like he went into like a shelter and then gunned down 19 dogs and cats. <laughs> you know what I mean, or something like. It's such a. I, I yeah. I mean, it's it's 100% a failure of leadership on that situation at the worst possible time. Yeah complete failure of leadership and also too i'm sure there's something that's happened like i i don't know when there was a last like mass shooting in texas but definitely there this isn't the only mass shooting that's happened like in the united states so there's got to be some type of like rules and like protocol that they all should know about you know like where they should have been prepared in trained. some sense yeah. to handle yeah and trained yeah to do that it's not like this is their first rodeo and it's like oh shit what do we do like obviously you should know what to do in that situation like not look around at each other it could have been though it could have been the leadership's first situation and uh it came down yeah. to uh, maybe a morale issue of like literal just fear holding them back yeah that's crazy though it's like mm-hmm. Who else can you count on if you can't count on them? Right. And especially, like, I've been also seeing so many things about, you know, teachers being heroes and, you know, teachers being more brave than the cops, that situation and all that stuff. And it's it's so crazy to think, like, yeah, like, as a teacher now, especially in today's world, you're not just worrying about, one, having to worry about this pandemic. And like, plus, you have to worry about mass shootings and drill and stuff like that and thinking that like yeah you're you're putting yourself in danger and also these kids but almost i feel like almost every mass shooting that happens i hear about a teacher saving kids and i hear about a teacher you know barricading and putting themselves in harm's way and it's just crazy that this time well take your phone off wi-fi maybe if it grabs the 5g it'll be stronger Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, shit. Oh, Sounds my so much God. Better. It's like you're here. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Night and day. Oh, wait. I just took it off of the AirPod. Hold on. Oh, you're talking through your AirPods. Oh, my God. And not the phone. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. 100%. Hi. Welcome. 
to the conversation. Hi. Jesus Christ. Welcome to the pod. Let me see if I can put this on speaker. Okay, so we're here with Lindsay, who has finally arrived. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> I'm so curious to hear, like, what that all sounded like. So put your head in a fishbowl, <laughs> record it, <laughs> and then take it off and record again. That's... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so while you're doing that, it says the mother of the 18 year old gunman who shot dead 19 young children and two teachers and wounded many others in an elementary school <clears throat> said this week, please forgive me. Forgive my son. Adriana Martinez looked distraught as she wept in her car <clears throat> saying, I have no words to say. I don't know what he was thinking. She said, quote, he had his reason. Oh, I don't know. This was a good thing to say. He had his reasons for doing what he did. Please don't judge him. I only want the innocent children who died to forgive me. He was heavily armed and had a huge stash of ammunition. Killed 19 fourth graders. Um, ages 8 to 10. Oh my god, dude. And two teachers with a semi-automatic AR-15. And wounded 17 others. Jesus. He was ultimately shot dead by a federal agent. Um, when asked by a reporter what Martinez would tell the families who have loved ones, she said, forgive me, forgive my son. I know he had his reasons. The reporter asked, what reasons could he have had? She said, to get closer to the children instead of paying attention to the other bad things. I don't know. I have no words. The father, Salvador, said, I just want people to know I'm sorry for what my son did. I never expected my son to do something like that. He should have just killed me instead of doing something like that to someone. He was at work. And then the mom called, and then he called a local jail to ask if his son was there, but soon realized they killed my baby, man. He said, I'm never going to see my son again, just like they're not going to see their kids again, and that hurts me. Yeah, that's a whole different... Uh... I don't understand what the mom was saying. Something about, like, he had a reason to do it? I think she's trying to... Justify? Like make sense of it and the only way to make sense of it is to be like there's there has to be a reason right not that it may not that she's condoning it i don't think obviously yeah but just like a mother trying to make sense of the chaos that way a story connects together yeah produce any redeeming quality of his life destroyed by one act which you know <laughs> it's deservedly so but i mean the, the kid had a long had a history of like like abusing his own grandmother yelling and screaming like his friends were like one time he came to the park he had cuts on his face uh that he did he self-inflicted and you know he was texting people things about shooting up like it was it was when i first saw what happened um someone linked it in in, in the chat because from uh, work and as soon as it said an 18 year old i was like okay he got bullied and he went to the dark side and then and, and that's exactly what happened he i guess he had a, a really strong lisp and he was a bit of an outcast and so everyone in high school like bullied him made fun of him and mocked him and he, of course he had just one friend who was trying to like keep him like whatever like hey don't worry about it man it's gonna be okay but then eventually like he just like became a huge fucking asshole and violent and negative or whatever and even his boss at i think he worked at a taco bell or something his boss was like he just didn't talk he was the one person he just didn't talk to anybody he was not nice he wasn't whatever 
Um, it's just like the classic story. Like if you were to write a book about this, it's exactly like the cookie cutter template. The only thing I don't understand is that like, why fourth graders, right? Like, like if you went back yeah. to his high school and went, bah, 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 like to like to those kids or, or whatever, like I, that would make sense. Not that it's cool mm -hmm. to do, but like I can connect the dots to that. Like, okay, that step one, step two, step three, and of course step four. But like, what's the point of drive, drive go, going to an elementary school and shooting fourth grade? Like, I don't that I don't understand. That's so weird. Yeah, was it his school, his elementary school? I wonder. Well, he was he graduated. He was eighteen. Yeah, but like, well, like, did he know that school? Like, oh, I, I wonder, because that would be that would give like like sliver of answer still obviously why why in elementary school but it's like the same thing i mean i don't know the full story of sandy hook but like that too like why in elementary school why little kids it's like yes yeah, schools in general should be safe but also not only that but elementary schools and like preschool should be the safest you would think you know like that or like, like if, you could, you if i got fired by my job mm -hmm. right now and then like i was like what i can't believe this and then I went to like a blockbuster video and started shooting people. Like, what? Dude, that was years ago. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it it's so, it's so weird. Well, didn't wasn't there something where about he he crashed or something or like killed his grandma or something shot like her that? First. Yeah, the he was his grandmother was like mad at him about something, and so then he shot her in the I think the head, and she and she survived. Yeah, the head. And then, oh shit, she survived. And he messaged that to a friend online. Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty sure she's like in critical. Well, hold on. Yeah. Let me let me let me check before. Yeah. But maybe that has something to do with it because I think he crashed outside of the school. So maybe he was just like furious, and then once he crashed, then he just got out and went to like the first place that was there. Maybe he didn't specifically target the school, but just what once he crashed, it was there. Unfortunately. Uh, grandmother of shooter is recovering in San Antonio hospital. The gun, the gunman shot her in the face before, yeah, before driving her vehicle to the elementary school. Jesus. He was texting someone, like a friend he found online, and he said he shot her in the head, and then he's about to go shoot up a school. Jeez. I don't, I don't. And I guess they were, they were arguing about his phone, and he was like, she was like calling the phone service plan or something like that. I don't know what. Oh, like something on your phone too much, I'm going to cancel it or something? Something like that or restrict. I don't know. It was an argument. He got tipped off and then he did it and then he messaged that girl saying he shot her in the head and then he's like, I'm about to shoot up at school. Was he also streaming or was that a different mass shooting? No, I don't think he was streaming. Okay. I thought I read somewhere, but I meant that must have been something else. I, I read that they were like live streaming or something. I just, the only thing I can think of is that like the argument got out of hand and he's like, what? Canceling my Verizon phone service. Here's an AR-15 to the face. <laughs> and yeah. then maybe like after that happened, he's like, oh, I'm fucked. Okay, so what can I do to like get myself killed in a blaze of glory? And then so he just drove to the nearest school and did that. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of like in terms of motive. Yeah. I, I, as sick as that is, I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe he, because it's like you know those, those people. It's like they, they kill their boyfriend or, or or their wife or something like that, and then 
like, well, the one thing to get out of this is to like point my gun at a cop because they're going to kill me and then I'm out of this. Then I'm that's my escape, you know? Yeah. I don't want to go to jail for life. Yeah. So I'd rather just go out in a hail of gunfire. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I don't think, unfortunately, it never will because, right. you know, one, these things are just senseless, but also, two, it's like, well, he's also dead now. So fortunately, we'll never have those those answers and neither will the families too which is so sad at this school in albuquerque some of the teachers carry guns this is a 45 yes director of security 45 are you out of your mind you guys want to turn schools into maximum security prisons with man traps and trip wires and teachers carrying guns the solutions that i've been hearing um and yeah one of them was um you hear a lot from the last 10 shootings the, the sentiment has been rising of, uh, yeah, giving teachers guns or letting teachers carry. So uh, what do you guys think about that, Lindsay? Yeah, I don't, I'm not for it. I'm not for it either. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like what I kind of touched on before, you know, teachers are, are there to teach and, to, and are educators. But unfortunately in the world we live in, you know, they've become a lot more than that. And I think, I guess, fortunately, more light has been shed on, like, the roles that a teacher does as far as not just teaching, but also being, you know, uh, a mother and, like, having to parent kids while they're at school and then having to be also a doctor during the pandemic kind of thing. And and then now, like, you, they want to give teachers guns to protect. It's like they shouldn't have to do that in the first place if we just put in certain, you know, laws and regulations for gun control. Um, so I think it's just like putting another thing. I mean, teachers already have to, are already being put through the ringer with, you know, the, the drills that they have to go through and, you know, at school, as far as natural disasters and all this stuff and now active shootings, you know, drills. And then now you have to, you're going to put a, a weapon in their hands. That's just crazy. I mean, and then also too, obviously teachers are saints and we love teachers, but who knows, like, what if a teacher decides to use that, like, against a, a kid or something? Like, I can't picture that happening, but, like, that's just giving... <laughs> I can. Yeah, me too. I can think of a few teachers in my life who we brought really close to cracking. And, like, if Miss <laughs> yeah, if, if Sakamoto you... had a fucking 45, <laughs> she definitely would have taken me out in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, it's like, teachers are already under so much mental stress, and then you're going to put you're going to give them a gun just to like, you know, possibly act on it on it. It's like, why don't we just limit the guns in the first place in, in general? And like, you know, like any profession, it, it can be stressful. And I could picture that happening or like, you know, anything else. So I, I have always been against it, but I, I think the one thing to, to help would be probably, you know, gun laws and, and control, but Obviously, it's not perfect because there are bad people out there that will probably get around it and, you know, do bad stuff. But it's been working in other countries. Like, why don't we take those examples, you know, and start using it in, in this country, in the United States? I don't I don't agree with it. First of all, when you have any type of establishment that has weapons, you need a whole department dedicated to safety of that. So then you're going to have a master at arms in every school. You're going to have a department that has um, a, a gun locker where you can safely discharge the weapon and 
you know, replenish ammo and you have to maintain the weapons and like on top of all that, then that means there's also access within schools with firearms. So if they were to somehow sneak in a kid that was, you know, unbalanced, whether he got the gun from his parents or legally bought it uh, when he turned 18, now there's another access to a weapon in the schools. Um, and how, how do you regulate that? Um, that's just one extra layer of, like Lindsay is saying, of stress on a teacher that I don't think is necessary. Yeah, for sure. I was just, if I were, if just plain devil's advocate, what about, let's say you had teachers with guns in that school, they wouldn't have had to wait an hour for federal agents to come in or whatever. And maybe if that teacher had access to a gun or something, if he or she, or those two teachers that got shot, I don't know if they're male or female, but if they had guns, maybe they could have stopped or scared him off or maybe if what what do you say if maybe if that the shooter knew oh shit every classroom has a gun maybe he would have like thought twice about doing it to begin with yeah potentially but if you also have that <clears throat> access you also have uh chances of misfiring mm-hmm. in an elementary school yeah how long is that going to hold up i mean you you're talking about people that probably have never even held a gun are now they have to be trained to to respond in an emergency situation to be able to remember how to use a weapon mm-hmm. and and when to use deadly force when to use deadly force is a, a classroom in itself that's a whole course you need to take yeah by itself or like, and then worrying about friendly fire. Like, what if they are just like on edge and, and scared exactly. all the time, and then they just shoot without even like knowing, you know? Yeah, friendly fire is a very real thing that happens with trained professionals in the military. Yeah. Imagine a tr- sub 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 trained teacher misfires and hits a, their own student. Mm-hmm. Even if you, you know minimize the guns to like only specifically trained teachers which in and of itself kind of defeats the purpose Mm -hmm. but whatever you know even if you have a teacher who let's say he or she is very experienced in guns um let's say they go to the gun range every weekend or once a month or how whatever normal thing is there that's only one element of it the other element is just like the the trauma the, the, the 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 moment the emergency the stress of that environment like a shooting range is different from a gunman kicking your door down with an ar and <laughs> and and you have like your whole you've got 44th graders scurrying left and right blood flying everywhere and you've got to like fucking slide over to the safe enter the fucking code take the gun or whatever it would be and then get all that to, like the the emotion and adrenaline and the mental aspect of it is a whole you could be a, you could fucking be a marksman with a gun at a gun range with your fucking with your goggles and your little controlled environment earmuffs and you know a trainer next to you going clear next to you but a whole different environment you know in when the fucking thing shit hits the fan yeah you've got you know what i mean it's like you see it all the time kids who like they go into the military thinking like oh i can do it because i'm good at call of duty and it's like 
congratulations, like, you passed boot camp, but that's different from, like, being in Iraq when you're ducking under a cement wall that's being chipped away by gunfire and you can't fucking hear it's on the radio and there's fucking sand in your eyes and you, you can't and fucking like you know it's it's a whole totally different environment say also that that teacher can take the shot like you're saying yeah mm -hmm. they see another there's another it. child maybe their own student that they've been you know teaching all year and have a connection with in some way and they can't shoot them and then the whole classroom yeah. gets sh shot up because they couldn't do yeah. they couldn't do it which is not blame putting any blame on that teacher because i don't know if i could either you don't know until you're in that moment yeah right. mm, for sure dps says the shooter was able to walk around the building and then straight in through this back door which minutes earlier had been propped open by a teacher from there he, they say he went straight into these adjoining classrooms number 111 and 112 and began a hellish rampage with his assault style rifle and enough ammunition for a small militia what about the idea of <clears throat> making only one entrance point to a school um and keeping everything locked because i guess the, the the gunman came in from the back one of the back open gates mm. and you know you have ted cruz and, and, and others shouting about how like why do schools have multiple exits we should only have one entrance fire safety yeah fire safety i mean there's a lot of reasons that's why there's building codes mm -hmm. you can't funnel uh, i mean it's elementary school but High schools, what are some of the the class um, populations can be like over a couple thousand, right? When I went to high school, it was 2,190 something of us total. So, so you're going to funnel that down to a double door? <laughs> Not including yeah. staff. That was just the, the students. Right. And, and on-site security as well. That's just, I mean, that's the same thing like what's happened with like concerts when all of a sudden they're they're trying to advocate for, you know, we need more exits and more, more entrances and yeah, building codes. I mean, that's the, the reason why those are in place is because things like that have happened in the past where unfortunately there was only one exit or one entrance and like something bad happened. And so it's like if the shooter, yeah, entered through the back. Well, then let's say that was the one entrance, then where, how else are they going to exit if he's entering through that one thing? You know, they, uh, yeah, there obviously has to be more also, than one exit. Also with that one exit, what if the shooter is holding up that exit? Yeah. Funnels everybody towards him. <laughs> yeah, what her. if he's yeah. there? Yeah. Right. He enters through there and then it, it essentially, you're going to run away from the gunfire. So if he's there entering through that one Exit, where are you going to go? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Have you guys heard of the Station Nightclub Fire? I've no. heard of that name, but I don't know anything about the event. It was... Uh, was it at a concert or something? Yeah, it was in 2003. I was going down one of those little YouTube rabbit holes years ago. And one of the things I found, it was like horrific audio or uh, whatever. And basically it was um, in Rhode Island, there was like this... Um, a concert being played <clears throat> like a rock show or whatever in a small venue like the size of like chain reaction or something sure. like that and um a f uh, there are pyrotechnics inside oh my god i don't know why but like uh 
the whole place like lit up in smoke, but the one exit got like, so basically the audio, you can hear people screaming from, from the inside of the window, just being just cooked alive and this like is. banging on the door. Dude, it's, it's a horrible audio. I wish I never heard it, but oh, here it is. The Station Night Fire Club. Oh, I thought you were going to play the, play the audio. <laughs> I wish I never heard of it. Oh, here it is. Oh, here it is. I mean, okay. I'm going to cut to it right now for the people right. listening on Spotify. Oh, good luck. Oh, <laughs> okay, and we're back. So then, enjoy that. Oh, my that God, one. that was terrible. Ah, <laughs> uh, the magic of editing a oh, post. Man. Um, so the Station Night Fire Club occurred in the evening of February 20th, 2003, killing, killing 100 people, injuring 230. The fire was caused by pyrotechnics set off by the tour manager of the evening's headlining band, Great White, which ignited a flammable acoustic foam in the walls, ceiling surrounding the stage. It reached flashover within one minute, My causing God. all combustible materials to burn. Intense black smoke engulfed the club within two minutes. Video footage of the fire shows ignition, rapid growth, and billing smoke that made escape impossible. Ignition, yeah, dude. So within within like ninety seconds, just everyone was like toast. Jesus. And there's all, and yeah, it was it was fucking. Anyway, so whenever I think of like, like oh no, just just put like an exit here, and then that'll it's like, but there's a double edged sword of that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole separate, you know. Now, and what do you guys think about? Maybe not putting a gun in every teacher's hand, but maybe like assigning a marshal to a school or some sort of armed... Don't they already have that? I mean, like on a federal level, like every school has to have one kind of thing. I don't know if every school has, I have no idea. But like the idea is that like on every campus in America, there would be, I don't know, two or three. Yeah. I don't know what you call them, marshals or, or squad or something with, with a gun. Hmm. I know there's like security officers. So that's a little more control too. To me, that's more plausible than having every teacher have a weapon. Like more manageable? Oh, absolutely. Because it's it's a separate entity that manages their own gun safety and training and et cetera, et cetera. Just to have- rather than bringing a whole staff up to date on on gun laws and control and training and all that. Um, yeah, I, I would be a little more for that because to me, that that is at least on a more manageable kind of level. It's it's in the same vein of how like when you, every bank you see has like at least mm-hmm. a guy at the Absolutely. door or two guys in there or something like that. Right. It, it It's sad we protect our money more than our children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. In a press conference, Governor Greg Abbott said he talked to members of the community about what happened. The question was, what is the problem here? And they were straightforward and emphatic. They said, we have a mental, we, we have a problem with mental health illness in this community. Now, in terms of um, mental health, which is the thing they always kind of defer to how much do you think you know with all of these shootings going on for decades now how much do you think mental health plays a role like 90 percent five percent zero 150 50 or what would you say i feel like mental health probably plays a really big part in all of it maybe like 80 percent but 
no, like maybe, yeah, maybe like 60 or 70%. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if the person that does the shooting, you know, either is not educated in like mental health or is not accepting of it. I mean, then it just doesn't matter at all. If they're willing to get help and, you know, like you said, those telltale signs of him, um, you know, wanting um, or like being isolated and and um, not having many friends and all this stuff. If there was, <clears throat> if the resources to get help were more available for people, um, you know, not as expensive, or if they were, um, you know, there was more resources out there, then maybe and then maybe he could have could have talked to somebody um but then also too on the other end he has to be willing to like get help and talk to somebody so I think it plays a huge role but if he's not willing to get help or he can't get help because of you know those limitations then it doesn't matter at all when you say uh mental health versus versus what what do you mean whatever like I mean I mean because some people think mental health is all of it some people say mental health is one out of the five issues that are causing. Some people think it's mental health and guns at 50 50. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's whatever power you feel. Uh, availability of weaponry isn't a sole problem. Um, his mental health or her mental health isn't a sole problem because that what caused that mental state? It could be environmental, it could be uh, genetics. It could be uh, all kinds of things. Um, yeah. There's uh, in situations like this, I don't think there is one sole reason of why it happens. It's a culmination of events. Um. I mean, his trigger of what led him down that path. <laughs> it, it, I didn't mean to, to make it a pun, but his his, his event that broke uh, in his mind was an argument over a phone plan. Allegedly, um, how do you prevent yeah. that? You don't. Um, it's it, it's just a it's just a topic that you can't yeah. just put one sole blame on. You can't put a chunk of something on it. The only solution is Christ Jesus and being able to get some type of spirituality and prayer back into our schools. Right now, today, we live in a country where our millennials participation rate for churches uh, is under 30 percent in a lot of locations. This is the lowest church participation we've ever had as a nation. Uh, and so uh, it just shows you why you see so much chaos in our streets. So what, what, what do you say to people who say it's it's not a gun problem. It's society needs God. We need to go where we're, we, we strayed too far from Christianity. Uh, we're just too much sinners. It's, you know, we're a cesspool now. TV and media has poisoned our minds. And that's what's actually causing all of this. It's, it's got nothing to do with guns because, you know, we've had guns forever, but it's only lately <clears throat> that it's kind of skyrocketing. And it's because of, we 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 strayed too far from religion. I mean, that's and... a whole other topic you can bring up when talking about religion. Uh, I mean, you you could just say holy wars and just completely counter everything they say about that. <laughs> but <laughs> the Crusades, good. <laughs> no, th things like that. I don't engage uh, because there's so many sides of that that it it doesn't 
they're just pushing their own agenda, um, not even really trying to tackle the source or problem, real problem. Yeah, I think that in, I mean, I think it's crazy that they want to bring religion into this kind of topic, but like Ken said, it's a whole, that's a whole another issue. It's like, sure, they could say that like we've strayed from religion, but I mean, I just think the world in general has like so many different stressors nowadays than it did back then. It's like back then they had way different things, you know, that they had to worry about as opposed to nowadays. And nowadays we have access to, you know, almost everything at just at our fingertips on our phone. And it's like, I think the world is so different that, you know, we, we probably do need those like laws and controls for guns and things like that just because of the fact that there's so many things that that could go wrong now than, than probably back then like I don't know I'm just thinking back then they just had to worry about like oh do we have like water to water our corn on our farm or something and it's like now there's so many other like crazier things that like like Ken said that that'll trigger you like he was just that guy was just triggered over something on his phone and like we're so our like mental health now I think is so much more like in the light that people can get help on where back then nobody even like talked about that kind of stuff or knew about it and I think I don't know that should be something that we can all like talk about and get help on but unfortunately it's just something there's so many so many stressors that people like can get triggered on that I don't know I just think that people should probably talk about but unfortunately not everybody wants to yeah i would say like from the whole religion and and culture standpoint there are plenty of countries who are far far we're we're a pretty pretty heavily christian uh country i think it's something like 70 percent my my question Um, would be is what you said earlier there was a country that reformed from guns and um uh, that that they had a mass shooting in the 90s they enacted this law and now they haven't had a mass shooting since then Australia. I wonder yeah. what the percentage of atheism is there, because you'll see a lot of countries that are more um, science forward. I don't even know how to say it. They, they have a higher percentage of uh, oh. atheism, and I wonder if they have. I wonder what their percentages of, of, of mass shootings are. Probably zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is that like the, the whole religious thing is kind of silly because. You've got hundreds of other countries with a wildly varying, you know, denominations of, of, of religion, and they all have infinitely lower numbers. So the, uh, there's not a correlation between religion and gun violence. That's that's just silly. The other thing would be, how much of a role do you think media plays in terms of, like, you know, it's the Call of Duties, it's the video games, it's the, you know, the TV and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's... That kind of hit its peak in the '90s with Mortal Kombat. I don't, you, I don't know if you remember that, Lindsay, but we couldn't watch The Simpsons because it was like mm-hmm. the devil right. and things Which, like that. To me, is a parental issue, not a media issue, because mm. that's exposure. Yeah. How do they, how do they acquire that knowledge? And I mean, obviously, you have friends and all that, but it still comes down to some level and a foundation of parenting. Um. 
I, 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 my, actually, my, my mother-in-law brought that up the other day because she heard on some news channel about it's correlated to gun violence. Gun violence correlated to video games. I'm like, they've already proven that many times over with studies that it just, it doesn't. It's not a causation. Yeah, I mean, if it was, you'd have millions of kids dressing as overalls <laughs> and stomping on turtles. Right. You and I would be mass murderers. Yeah, with like huge, like spiky red hair and samurai swords trying to go through time. Like that would be, if it was that strong of a <laughs> fucking influence. Collecting our loot. <laughs> so, uh, media, as in media outlets, I believe do have an influence. Because there are some shooters, mass shooters, that will are saying, will say like, oh, I want to be the bigger than the, the Columbine shooting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That exposure of information is, I think, more damaging than any any source of media uh, uh, entertainment. Yeah, that's why one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm really, it sounds weird to say the word appreciate, but one of the things that I'm appreciating lately, especially in the last few years, is Whenever there's some sort of crime like this, most news outlets don't use the name. They just say the shooter because they yeah. don't want to glorify right. the individual yep. and make that sort of like martyr or whatever. I know it's a small thing, but I think it's got a bigger effect than what's immediately noticed, you know? Yeah, because there was, um, I watched this, uh, I watched a lot of, you know, mystery murder mm-hmm. stuff just like Lindsay. Like cold case files or something? Yeah, and there was one on this um, this kid. He was a shooter. It, I, he didn't reach mass shooting, but he was attempt going to attempt to. So his name was um, he was a YouTuber back in the early YouTube days. His name was Mr. Anime, and he was a gun enthusiast. Which, you know, I, I think he lived in Texas, so guns were just you know common. Um, but he became infatuated with Columbine. The Columbine shooting. So he wanted to. He had this plan that he wanted to be the the highest kill rated uh, mass murder. And so he had a plan to go to his high school and shoot up at least seventy three people. Um, and his ideology was that he didn't want his parents to be embarrassed of him because he loved him. He loved his parents. Uh, so he killed his family first. Before going to the school to, to carry out his act. But after he killed his family, it became real for him. So he went to his friend's house to shake it off and, like, and he, he, he like, lost his will to do it and then he turned himself Jeez. in. You know what's really sad? Given the alternative, that was the favorable outcome? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather yeah, that absolutely. happen than you than go than seventy innocent. I mean, the parents are also innocent, but I mean, like, and and you know what? Like, I'm sure the parents, if they were given a choice, they would say right. the same thing. Just like that kid's father said, right? I'd rather he shoot me right. than those those elementary school kids, yeah. right? Right. So, in, so in a weird way, that was like the optimal result. That sounds so weird to yeah. say. Yeah. Well, the fact that he felt remorse, like somehow after that, it's crazy. Yeah, like he was in a it was a fantasy, and it became real. Like, oh, like just a deep realization. Like, wow, this is 
This is messed it's up. It's really tricky because, like, is there are some people... Wow, most people don't need to cross that line for that to happen. But then sure. of the of the remaining, like, 1% of people who still need that, most of that 1% would react the way that kid did, which is like, oh, God, this is real. Oh, shit. And then it all comes collapsing down. But yeah. of the remaining 0.002% of people, they do that, and then their glands start salivating in their eyes mm -hmm. and they go oh my god yes this is what and right. those are the malfunctioning people where it's like maybe they shouldn't have access to guns and may may maybe the dad shouldn't have beat him and maybe we should stop bullying him and maybe we should reach out a little more like there's a whole you know maybe we shouldn't let him buy whatever he wants on his 18th birthday why then do you and hillary want to control and restrict and limit gun manufacturers, gun owners, and the responsible use of guns and ammunition to the rest of us, the good guys, instead of holding the bad guys accountable for their actions. Why can't we round up these thugs, these drug dealers and gang members, and hold them accountable for their actions, or allow the good people in Chicago access to firearms to protect themselves? Are you gonna go into like, kinda like, well, it doesn't matter if like, bad people are going to do it anyway. I mean, that was kind of one of the things which, yeah, yeah. Which is legislation because people, when you talk about like legislations and ideas and, and how to implement solutions to this, a lot of times you'll see people go, what's the point? Because all you're doing is you're burdening responsible owners with, with, with more barriers and, 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 and more legislations where like the bad people are going to do what they do anyway. So you're not really affecting the criminals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I feel like kind of touching on both, like that whole 1% or 2% that you're talking about, and then also kind of tying it into this. It's like, unfortunately, yeah, there are bad people out there. And I think, one, it's obviously environmental with like what they go through and stuff like that in their life. But also there, I, I believe that there is some type of genetic factor, you know, in, in that because everybody can have like, you know, a shitty life or like a shitty day at work, but there's something that clicks in some people's heads that turn that, you know, shitty day at work into, you know, mass shooting a four-year-old or four, four, fourth graders. You know, it's like to us, when we have a bad day, we're like, okay, like I'm just going to go lay at home and in bed and watch Netflix. But, you know, so to me, there is some genetic com component to that. But then, you know, with legislation and gun control, I I think that if there is some type of laws in place or or things like that in place that limits them those 2% of people that will act on on their bad days or whatnot or bad life I think that if there is those those controls it'll limit them from having access to those type of guns and then the people that you know are responsible gun owners that want it I feel like if they're responsible, they should have no problem like signing an extra piece of paper or waiting a couple extra days to get that gun or whatever they want, you know? So, and, you know, it might not solve all the problems and, you know, those those bad people out there might still get get the gun illegally. Um, but I think it, it would at least make it a little bit harder for those people to do that and then maybe a little bit easier for government or you know security or things like that to 
hopefully find those people or like realize, you know, who's going kind of like behind lines and to to acquire those guns. At least that's that's what I hope will happen if if we do, you know, enact gun gun control. The hard part about that, though, is that there are ways you can buy gun parts and mm. build a gun. And the, the, the key part is the lower receiver. That's the part that is the trigger as well as the receiving of the uh, mm-hmm. clip. From my, from my understanding, I'm not an expert on no, this. No, you're right. From my that's understanding. What you're saying is exactly what my friend did. I won't say his name, but that's exactly mm. what he did. So you can... You were able to purchase the lower receiver um, in California, I think, five years ago, and that was restricted. You can't purchase really? that part. But there are, there's a guy I forget his name. Um, FBI fucking hates this guy. Uh, he has made an open source gun. Like you can download his SDL. Like a three D printer. Oh wow. Yes. Oh my fucking Christ. You. I forget what it's called, but he's like... Fucking um, why, dude? Why? <laughs> like, you know the chaos you're doing when you're... When I don't you're... know. Come on, man. Right, yeah. I forget his name, Um, but he's like... Yeah, he's like on FBI watch list number dude, one. The, like, who's <laughs> printing that... Look at... You know who's not printing that gun? Hunters and marksmen. Because they're using very high-quality, high-caliber, very specific pieces of equipment to, you know... For, because they want to get like the bullseye in the range or they really need to get make sure that like they get that buck that's downwind from a quarter mile away with the, they're not 3d printing guns so who's 3d printing guns dude <laughs> people who just want to come exactly on, like that's going specifically to the dangerous yep. demographic uh yeah like what you're saying like that's exactly what my buddy did he uh well he was he was 20 and i was 19 and um yeah, it was like we we couldn't buy a gun or whatever, <clears throat> but he got around it. Like you said, this is before Amazon. Uh, just one by one, he just ordered the parts of mm-hmm. a gun. Um, and yeah, it was like that, that that the whole red button thing with the clip and all, like, all the stuff. And every week, a new part came in, and over the course of like a month or so, uh, he just put it all together. And then in his closet was just an assault rifle. Now we were yep. kids. I, I was like nineteen, and he was twenty. I was like, "That's so cool!" But sure. the thing is, it wasn't cool because, like, sweet. Now we can protect ourselves. Like, that's not. That's not what was cool. It was, just, it was the sense of power and like I could do what I don't know. This sense of invincibility that you had uh, with it, which is completely immature and irresponsible. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, just like you said, it's you, you can buy parts to kind of get. I mean, I guess not anymore. Um, I think you still can. Or 3D print it now. Yeah. And just the receiver part of it. You can buy, like, the barrel from somewhere else, the, the stock, the, the siding, um, the grips, everything. And then if you just get around the receiver part, then you have a full That's gun. crazy. And after some of the school shootings we've had over the past few years, a lot of people said, why not just hire veterans or retired police officers as armed school guards? They're already trained with those firearms. Well, that is exactly what Derby decided to do. It does make kids feel much more safer to be here and um, to learn, makes it much easier to learn. I think a little extra security can never hurt. You know, I, it's comforting to have someone that we can trust that can control a situation. 
I like the idea of an armed patrol. Like at each school? Like, kind of like, a, yeah. like an air marshal on planes, but just for school? Yeah. I like that idea because we, I mean, we use it for, for residents. We use it for banks. Like we use it for communities. a lot of reasons. Yeah. Why not? It's an armed response. What else would you do? Or The whole gun restrictions, I, I don't know enough about that to even begin to comment on that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how you would solve yeah. that. I do like, I do agree. I, I think the whole mushers at schools, that's something I never thought about until now. But like the more I think about it, I guess like you're right, you know, in terms of it being used at banks and other things. So I guess that would be something like they could, they could think about. But um, I do think, I mean, same as Ken, I don't know enough about, you know, gun control and legislation, things like that. But I think I would like to probably read more about it. And I think that that would be something. I think that would be a good start, at least, because I think there is something wrong with the fact that an 18-year-old can legally buy a gun that powerful. So I feel like having some type of restriction um, or control on that issue probably is a good start, just because, yeah, I, I think... Would you would you keep the same age um, no. limit on guns at eighteen, or would you raise it or lower I, it? Or? I would probably raise it, and I don't know. I would. I mean, I don't know what's in place right now with that kind of stuff, but I would. I don't know. Maybe tighten up the background checks or something. Like, I don't know. Something to. Well, that kid didn't have any medical uh, or uh, any. I don't know, but like, can't you talk to his friend or something, or like that Taco Bell man? <laughs> manager and be like hey like does he have more than one friend all right you can have like you can have one. well i know in japan hold on let me pull it up and like what does scotland or like other countries like what is their laws that have made them so successful in not having any you know mass shooting it's like the united states likes to say how great of a country they are but i feel like a lot of other countries are doing way better so maybe they need to like look to other countries for examples Okay, so to buy a gun in Japan, there's 13 steps. One, you have to join a hunting or shooting club. Then two, take a firearm class and pass a written exam, which is also held three times a year that you have to pass. Three, get a doctor's note saying that you are mentally fit and do not have a history of drug abuse. Four, apply for a permit and take firing training, which can take up to a month. Then five... Describe in a police interview why you need a gun. That's yeah. huge. Six, pass a review of your criminal history, gun possession record, employment, involvement with organized crime groups, personal debt, and relationships with friends, family, and neighbors. Seven, apply for a gunpowder permit. Eight, take a one-day training class and pass a firing test. Nine, obtain a certificate from a gun dealer describing the gun you want. Ten, Buy a gun safe and an buy a gun safe and an ammunition locker that meets safety regulations. Eleven, allow the police to inspect your gun storage. Twelve, pass an additional background review, and then thirteen, buy a gun. Wow! In U.S., there's two steps. <laughs> you pass an instant background check, and you wait, right? And then you buy Crazy. the gun. Some 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 states make you wait. I think it's up to like I think the longest is ten days. Sometimes it's three days. And it's usually for like a handgun, right? 
Um, but a lot of places, it's just pass a background check, off you go. See, and I feel like having so many steps probably would, I mean, in my opinion, that automatically deters me from ever trying to get a gun, if, even if I wanted to. It's like the people that want to get one, you know, super spontaneously or... I mean, even when they're they're planning something crazy, it's like having so many steps like that sounds like, I don't know, necessary or like a good start. And also, too, it's like thinking of a bigger picture. Unfortunately, you don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work until something happens again. You know, it's like even just like a side note, even with um, airplanes and like black boxes, it's like there are so many, so many air collisions and and crashes and airplane crashes that happened before black boxes were introduced into planes. And it's like, and that would never have happened unless unfortunately an an airplane crash happened. So it's like, you know, let's start with, with this like legislation and gun control. And then if something wrong happens or another thing happens, we find out what went wrong, you know, how they were able to get a gun, even though these laws were in place. And then we enact something else. It's like, you know, at least starting with something is like a good spot. And then if something bad happens and like, you know, revising and re-editing, it's like people talk about the whole Second Amendment and, you know, the right to bear arms or whatever. But I don't think those, you know, old Benjamin Franklin people were like ever thinking about that people were going to, you know, bear arms and kill little kids. So it's like maybe things need to change. Yeah, I think that's one of the frustrating pivot points is that it's obvious that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Like whatever side you agree on, whichever side you're on, the fact that our that our sides is kind of crazy, but everyone agrees that something has to change. The people who are like, you know, it's mental health. Okay, part of it. But we're we're doing the mental health. We're doing the mental health part as much as we can, but it's it's underfunded and it needs to be more extensive. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then they go, but we're not gun control. And the gun people are like, there's already legislations all over the place. And the people who want to get guns are going to circumvent all those anyway. They're going to get the guns. They're not going to wait through a background check. They're just going to grab it off the wall or they're going to steal it for some mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's, and it's like everyone is so dug in and they don't want to it's like if the first one to commit to a big change is admitting fault and i i think that's what they're so hesitant for it feels like so it's like okay let's do a complete overhaul of like how thing like every student once a week has to meet with the health thing whatever and then up until you're 18 at a high school, every family gets free family therapy on their insurance period, and you have to go, whatever, just to make sure. And if you if if you suspect your child is, is a victim of bullying or something like that, let us know. We'll give him, him or her special attention. To, like, if you do all that, obviously that would help. Obviously that would help. Mm-hmm. But I think if you do that, what will happen is the gun-leaning advocates will go, well, look, you cha- you you influence your changes and gun violence is going down. Clearly it was you. We get to keep yeah. our guns. And, we, and then the other side goes, bro, that's just one slice of the pie. 
Like obviously, if you if we did, did nothing, and we did tighter gun control, tighter gun restrictions, made sure, you know, like we we did all that, gun violence would also go down as well. But then that doesn't mean that we don't need an overhaul of methods. So I think that's kind of the this weird standoff yeah. that we're having, and everyone is like, "Can you both just fucking <laughs> both do it?" And all sides do everything, like. On the count of three, one, two, three, save the kids. Like, can we do that, please? <laughs> like, one, two, three, stop murdering our children, shooting, they're pumping their heads full of lead. Yeah. How about that? Can we do, can we do that? Is that fine? No, it's so true. Have you guys heard of uh, um, Chris Rock has a funny bit about guns and bullets? No. You don't need no gun control. You know what you need? We need some bullet control. We need to make, we need to control the bullets. That's right. I think all bullets should cost five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars for a bullet. You know why? Because if a bullet costs five thousand dollars, there'll be no more innocent bystanders. Yeah. Yeah. Every time somebody gets shot, they be like, "Damn, he must have did something." Should they put fifty thousand dollars worth of bullets in his hand? <laughs> and people will think before they kill somebody if a bullet costs five thousand dollars. Man, I would blow your fucking head off if I could afford it. <laughs> I'm gonna get me another job. I'm gonna start saving some money, and you a dead man. You better hope I can't get no bullets on layaway. So even if you get shot by a straight bullet, you won't have to go to no doctor to get it taken out. Whoever shot you will take their bullet back. I believe you got my property. Oh my God. It's so, it's, it's, obviously it's silly, but it's funny, like kind of out of yeah. the box way of thinking about it. But yeah, it's like, okay, as extreme as that is, okay, yeah, like imagine they did that. Then... Obviously, there's going to be, you know, still some shootings or something, but then there would be another, you know, oh, this still happened. All right, then let's figure out how to solve that and, like, Mm -hmm. update that law. You know, it's like, just start somewhere. And then, like, there's not one clear answer to one thing. It's like, like you said, overhaul, do it all. And just like, like you said, everybody agree. Like, I I don't think anybody besides the crazy sick people want, like, little kids dead. So, disagree and like like step up but like you said unfortunately everyone's like doesn't want to put the blame on themselves and like like i said i i I wouldn't even know where to start to be honest beyond that as far as gun gun regulations and laws and i don't even know definitely something i want to read up read up more on i think this latest shooting like I said, there's been like so many just in my lifetime, I'm sure, and everybody else's. And it's like, I've been so like numb to it. But I think this latest one, so many people have like advocated that I'm seeing on social media that it's made me want to like kind of learn more. And then also, too, it's like I'm, I'm going back to school now to hopefully be a teacher. So it's like, well, this is like something that's probably going to be you know, more of a reality for me if I do become a teacher and, you know, in a couple of years from now that I'll probably have to personally have to deal with and in drills and stuff. So I probably should know 
you know, more about it. And the kids are so smart too. It's like when you're, when I volunteer with them and stuff, like they, they are listening all the time and they ask questions about like, Oh, what's going on with this? Like when the whole thing with Russia was happening, they straight up was like, Oh yeah, my mom said that, you know, Russia is attacking this and like, how come? And like, they're so smart and inquisitive. So it's, it's, I feel like me personally, I just want to know more about it. So you know, uh, unfortunately, you can't really give your opinion, but you can state facts. But it's like, what's the point if you don't know the facts? So I definitely want to try to like learn more and, and read about it more for sure. You, you know how I, I want to teach high school? Mm-hmm. It, I don't even know if I would be allowed to say this, but like I, I would, t- you know, especially after something like this happens, I'd be like, you know, I'm sure you all have heard had discussions and what what happened and whatever and you know if you look at the ages of a lot of these shooters it's always someone of your age high school you know Mm -hmm. so i'm sure you all at the end of the day want to go home and play Fortnite or whatever whatever you fucking kids do today you you all want to go home and yolo bay your your fleek low-key faux shizzles if i would tell them like you know if, if you're getting bullied or you feel alone or you know your girlfriend broke up with you or your boy or your boyfriend broke up with you or someone posted something mean on tiktok or you know someone is Set, posting pictures of you, or or, you, or you've got you you got beat up after school, or or your or your parents, or whatever. Like if you're feeling lonely, tell me. Put put a sticky note on your homework, just a yellow sticky note, and you can leave a blank if you want, dude. And then we can talk after school or whatever. Like I'm, tell me. Like I'm here, like I'm open. Like if you don't want to talk to your parents, if you don't want to talk to your friends, if you don't trust the counselors or whatever, please don't shoot everybody. Come talk to me. Like, you know, I, I would, I would make myself available to them. Like, dude, I'll be your second dad. Like I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll like, what, 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 what happened? What the fuck's going on? Who bullied you? Let's figure that out. You know, like, and, and if that conversation stops gun mass murder that never happens that I never know about, then that's all I can ask for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if that, if that butterflies affect someone in off, off the trajectory of that, then, then that would be worth it. That, and that, that's all I do. And if I have to stay two, three, four, five hours after school talking to kids one-on-one or two on whatever about what's going on, even if it was like, Remember how I told you how I got into a fight in high school and I just, and as the counselors came, I just ran and and I found the fucking theater group. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell anyone there that I just beat the shit out of this bully who had been bullying me for six years. Nobody asked why I had blood on my shirt. Nobody. I just, he, my, the teacher offered me a Coke and I sat down and I just listened to them all talk. Just having a place to go and having friends was huge. Yeah. So like if, if, if I can keep my classroom open on like during recess or break or lunch or whatever it's called block, block 4.5, I don't know <laughs> if I can give them like a little, a safety, a safe hub during school, 
and that that gives them a, a, a place of safety to feel like everything's okay, then that that's I, I would do that. It's no no questions asked. I I, I think it's kind of hard for teachers nowadays because you're insanely restricted um, by what you can and can do and can and can't say. It's not the way it used to be anymore. But yeah. I think school school kids are under insane pressure nowadays from a lot of different a lot of more angles we never because when when i went to school there were there was no internet that didn't exist there was no cell phones i think late in late in high school we got those those translucent like purple motorola pagers <laughs> oh, you could, uh did you, did you ever get those ken or did you like no you, you went straight to cell phones okay yeah. so i'm old okay I'm old. Yeah. I've seen them, but I never had the... Uh, and, like, theater. I didn't even drive a car. It was just friend stones. We just had our feet on the asphalt. We just kind of, like, pushed. <laughs> and then the, the CD Walkman was played by, like, a pterodactyl, just, like, leaning forward. <laughs> and, but, yeah, it, it was a different world. And But so kids, they have so, many, so much more on their minds and so many more angles of stress that, like... I, th- I think that's another big component that needs to be for sure. kind of assessed. Because, like, again, like I said, whenever you see these shooters, it's always what? It's a kid who is an outcast, gets bullied, and then turns to the dark side and then goes nuts. Like, that's the classic trope, and it just keeps coming true over and over and over again. Yeah, and I think school school counselors and teachers, like, they're all on hyper alert to you know monitor and watch those kids and look for those telltale signs but then it's like well you know there's still those kids that slip slip through the cracks and if they have access to guns at freaking 18 like how are you gonna stop that just crazy crazy you say it's too soon to take action too soon my friends what the hell are you waiting for This bill is just another Democrat attack on the Second Amendment, and it's likely just the start. We're in a crisis of death. We have a war on the children of America. In rural Colorado, uh, an AR-15 is a gun of choice for killing raccoons before they get to our chickens. Where is their outrage over the slaughter of 19 fourth graders and their two teachers? Stop saying we got to study this some more as the coffins are going in the ground. Here's a gun I carry every single day to protect myself, my family, my wife, my home. This is a XL Six Hour P365. Comes with a 15 round magazine. Here's a seven round magazine, which would be less than what would be lawful under this bill if this bill were to come law. It doesn't fit. So this gun would be banned. I hope the the gun is not loaded. I'm at my house. I can do whatever I want with my guns. No, like it's it's a it's a sensitive topic, um, especially right now, and I'm sure in a month or a few weeks or whatever it'll happen again. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, thanks for the talk, guys. Thank you, Lindsay, for uh, coming in with your. Even though you're you're recovering from COVID. No worries, no worries. Glad to be here. And uh, thank you, Ken. Hopefully yeah, your voice is okay. I don't want to like, burn it out. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. Um, and I'll see you guys next time. All righty, later, Gators. Bye. Teachers getting guns. Children getting guns. Everybody's getting guns. More guns, more peace, okay? 
Redneck's getting guns. Yankees getting guns. Everybody's getting guns. Except for black people, they don't. Can I make some more money here? From the NRA lobby, yeah. 30 millions like lottery. Give the school some artillery. You want more security? Give guns to everybody. You don't like this policy? Then suck on my coffee. Jesus getting guns. Buddha's getting guns. Moses getting guns. Did I forget anyone? No. Dick's getting guns. Pussy's getting guns. Asshole's getting guns. Donald's getting laid. Don't grab pussies, grab a gun. Grabbing a gun is fun. If you see a guy with one, you gotta get this shit done. You will never see me run. Even though I got no gun, I would just kill the maniac with my bare hands. Walls getting guns. Cats getting guns. My wink gets a gun. Even a gun should get a gun, right? Ivanka's getting guns. Melania's getting guns. Everybody's getting guns. Mexicans, you have to pay for the war first. It's all fake news, trust me. I didn't say I want teachers to have guns. I want everybody to have guns, okay? Because guns make the world a safer place. And because the National Rifle Association paid for my campaign. Literal. Say hello to my little friend.